This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now and get shopping. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty. My name is Cashy, joined by Nick. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Always good to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, was a, it was a good weekend that's just passed as the Sydney Racing Carnival comes to an end. But of course, uh, thanks to PVL, we tack on a couple of extra weeks as we head to Newcastle and Wollongong. And uh, Melbourne's also decided to tack on an extra week, which makes it a little bit more interesting as well. Usually around this time of year, they'd go around to, you know, your Bendigos, your Mornington's, but they've tacked on another week with Caulfield moving the thousand guineas and the Rupert Clark stakes all the way back to give themselves another week of spring carnival. So there's still plenty to discuss racing wise. Let's quickly touch on last week though, starting with the Oaks. Zardozzi absolutely pissed in mate. Yeah, it did. It did. It was um good run the end, probably the best horse in the race. I went for a bit of value and it didn't pay off. So yeah, it happens, but um, well done, mate. You picked the right one and J-Mac got into some form there by the looks of it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I was really happy with the horse's run. Uh, I didn't expect it to win by that much, but I was happy with it. I think, you know, the Oaks winners in the last couple of years haven't really gone on to do too much, but I think Zardozzi can really buck that trend. I think she's got a big future ahead of her. I think, you know, let's just see how she does in the autumn. But if she gets through autumn cleanly... Come next spring, I can't see why she won't be one of the premier staying females in the country. I think, you know, next year maybe a Metropolitan, um, Cox Plate, maybe even the Cups have a crack. Whether she wins them, who knows? But I think she could definitely uh, be well held and well respected in some really strong group on races next year. 100%. I um, I personally won't follow her as hard as you, but um, yeah. And another girl that's burst onto the scene, uh, Pride of Jenny. Jeez, oh, I was at a pub and I, I, I said some exp- expletives when it got up again. Somehow beat home the, the fangirl, Mr. Brightside Blood, which was supposed to be the moral trifecta, by doing the exact same thing she did on Derby Day. Lead all the way, gap them, get off a quick sectional, and then they just couldn't get carted in the race in the end. Yeah, perfect run again. Well done. Um yeah. yeah, Declan Bates, what a genius. Declan Bates, honestly, he's done it two weeks in a row, um, but I'd be sending it for a spell now. I don't want to see what's happened to Shelby 66, get a horse going real good and then run it too many times and it um, goes to shit. So, well well done, Pride of Jenny. No one saw that coming, but um, yeah, it was yeah, very we'll, impressive in the end. We'll touch on that maybe, the uh, comparison to Shelby 66 in a bit because it's a listener question. But um, then we also had... Actually, before I go on to the next one, I just want to ask, with the Cox Plate uh, runners coming out of it, you had your, your Zaki went down, Fangirl went down, Mr. Brightso went down, Bloods um, went down, plus all the Everest runners went down. The only Everest runner to have won since that race is Espiona. 
Um, a lot of people are complaining about that fact and thinking, what's going on? But I can't remember who it was, but someone on Twitter quite rightly pointed out, well, they're grand finals for a reason, Cox Plate and the Everest. These champions races that they go to afterwards, they're the Arthur thought. They're the ones where they go to try and get maybe an easy scalp, some prize money and an easy group one win compared to the fact that they've been set for the Everest, they've been set for the Caulfield Cup, they've been set for the Cox Plate, set for the Golden Eagle, set for the Melbourne Cup, etc., etc. Those big races are what they've been set for. The following weeks afterwards are just afterthoughts. Do you think that that's something that we really need to remember going forward to not always get sucked into that, you know, top race form, but the races afterwards? Well, that's always what the media is going to do is they're going to pull it out like that, especially coming to your Melbourne Cup if they um if they finish there and they go to spell and that, or as we've seen, they come out and say that they're lame. The media just makes it a whole different situation to go anti-horse racing to get a story. So that's where we got to remember. This is their grand final. Yeah, they're going to be running probably a little bit harder, a little bit more aggressive, but then they have six months to chill out or however long they want to spell. They're going to have to do nothing and recover. It's the same as a footy season, a grand final, you'd be going all out. So it makes sense. Yeah, so it, it, it does make sense. And so do you think that going forward we need to remember that, that they're going their hardest on grand final day and technically when it comes Champions Day and uh, those races afterwards, they're kind of racing, you know, in their postseason there or at the start of their preseason again sort of thing, like, you know, they're post-grand final. So, of course, they're going to be a bit worse for wear and not as ready to pounce. So do you think maybe next year come again we'll try and stay away from those horses that come out of those big races? Um, I don't know, personally, yeah. You, I, you can have an argument for that for sure, but I think you just got to take it form by form. Yeah, case by case basis. Case by case. I don't think it needs to be a trend that we need to look into personally. Fair enough. Uh, talking about a horse that went down, Zaki, we thought maybe that was his last run. No, no, no. Presses on to Perth, mate. Going over to Perth <laughs> to try and get another win. He's got that dog in him, mate. He just doesn't quit. Yeah, he's good, man. He's, he's a good horse. Um, a lot of respect for Zaki. Been on him for the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah, he's he's a good horse, and um, he can get it done over there. I still think he's got one, one good one left, and I think they're going to end on a high note. That's what they want. I think he deserves that as well. I think he does deserve it, and I think Northerly Stakes, sure, if he's not getting up, then probably time to go to the retirement paddock. Um, one final thing before we get to the listener questions. Uh, we said J-Mac, he's starting to hit his purple patch again. So is Jamie Carr, which is awesome to see. She's back in a big way. But J-Mac, he's going over to Hong Kong next week and he's going to be there until the new year. He's going six weeks straight, living in Hong Kong, going to be racing, you know, at your, your Happy Valley on the Wednesday night, your Shatin on the Sunday. He's not just fly in, fly out. He's going there for six weeks and he's going to try and win as many races as possible. What do you think of that, mate? Money's money, mate. Money's money. You could sign of things to come. You reckon he could maybe go for a full stint over there? I doubt it. I think Australia is probably where it's at for him. He knows how to ride you. He's got his connections here. He's got it all sorted. Got his family here. Got his family. He's got everything here that he needs to. Um, he probably didn't have as good of a spring as he probably wanted. Yeah. Um, and that has d- helped in the decision-making for him to go over to Hong Kong. Yeah, fair enough. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes. Of course, one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, um, matching it with, you know, the likes. Back again with Huey Bowman over there. Zach Purton versus J-Mac can be a regular thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it, and I hope he goes well. Uh, but we'll move to the listener questions. Uh, Daniel Horro wants to know, what horses do we both have shares in? And, mate, we could probably spend a whole episode going through the horses you own. You own about 30. 
Yeah, there's a couple. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, yeah, I've got, I think there's about 20 in our syndicate that we do. Um, our best one's probably Cheerful Legend, um, which we tipped a couple of times, obviously. And then there's another one that's racing. And then it, it was supposed to race last week, but it didn't get in a start. Agave. But yeah, there's about 20 different ones, mate. But Cheerful Legend's probably our best one. It's one of Midway. Um, yeah, none of them. A lot of them are still yet to debut. There are um, two-year-olds coming through, so they'll be in the system over the next couple of weeks, couple of months. Probably get a start in the autumn. Most of them. Um, a lot of them will be targeting the Magic Millions and stuff. So um, we'll wait and see. Fair enough. I currently am horseless since my last few horses. Uh, since highly desired, some never even made it to the track. So that just shows you how successful I was bouncing off of highly desired. But um. We move on. Jaden Levia asks, what are our top three jockeys in the world? Not the country, the world, which might be a bit tough because we don't watch a lot of international racing. But if we can maybe have a hack at it, top three jockeys in the world. I'd, mine personally is Zach Purton, J-Mac and um, Damien Lane. Damien Lane? Yeah. I yeah, okay. Top three. I reckon in no particular order, J-Mac and Purton. Definitely go in um, there. And to round it out, I would probably say uh, Ryan Moore probably. I know when he comes down to Australia, he's not the greatest. He does get up from time to time like he did in the Golden Slipper. But um, he gets up for fun in uh, over in England and France and wherever he goes. He I know that he's quite, quite the dominant jockey over there. So... And he gets up in the big races over there. So I'll give him the credit that he is very much so due. So I'll go uh, Purton, J-Mac and Ryan Moore in no particular order. Uh, and then we've got a couple from Benny O'Brien to finish off the listener questions, mate. Uh, first off, like I touched on, uh, mentioned with the comparison to Shelby 66, he asks, is it safe to run Pride of Jenny like that so aggressively twice in the space of seven days? Um... It's probably not safe, no, if you look at it like that. But then um, it can be done if it's done the right way and Pride of Jenny has the right recovery coming into it. Like I said, I believe it should be spelled now. It needs to be, in my opinion, or at least have a, a couple weeks off. I don't think it should be going for another one-week backup like we've seen in the past. Um, it's probably not safe to run it that aggressively t- two weeks in a row. But um, I still think... It, it's at the point where it's not as bad as if it were to keep going, it could be pretty bad. Yeah, the one-week backups happen. I think at this point they've done it well. If you get to the point where it's three one-week backups straight away, get to a fourth. Kind of hard. It, it, you know, I, I'm no horse anatomy expert, so I can't, you know, oh, comment on... <laughs> you are, yeah? Yeah. Um, I can't comment on how much it would have taken out of the horse... Um, you know, physically, but um, I think the only time will tell if it goes to spell now and comes back in the autumn, we'll see, you know, can she hold the form or has she been busted from those couple of runs? But at the end of the day, two group ones within a week, very, very impressive. They, you know, the camp was confident enough to do it and they pulled it off. So res- all the respect in the world, but I guess we'll see if it was the smart move come autumn time if she comes out and, like, Shelby 66 has nothing left in the tank. Uh, and then he also asks, if we could pick four horses to be in our stable, who would it be and why? Um, I'd probably go, well, without a fight has to be in there. Without a fight, 
Um, Giga Kick, I Wish I Win, and Think About It. Three sprinters and a stayer? Yeah, you got to get Everest money, mate. Yeah, I want, the, true, I, actually, I want yeah. the biggest money out of it. You want all the money I want money. Well, if you had to pick the fours, is who's going to be the big biggest return on investment? You have to say those four at the moment, I'd that's say. A, that's, that's actually a good point. I didn't think of that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say without a fight, purely because for my stayer, um, I, would, I would have Imperatriz as my sprinter. I'd have Fangirl as my miler. And then I would probably go and find a good-looking three-year-old who's going to turn four next year and going to target the Golden Eagle. Who that is, you know, there's a few options going around at the moment, but I don't know. I'd probably have to wait until autumn time to see if there are any good three-year-olds that will turn four and head to the Golden Eagle next year because of the money. I I didn't think of that. I was going to say probably like Osmosis because I love him, but then you're, you're quite right. Think of the money. So I'd probably find someone that I could send to the Cups, someone that I could send to the, like, you know, your All-Star Miles and your Epsoms, someone to send to the uh, Everest and someone to send to the Golden Eagle because, you know, money, money. So, hmm. all right, we move on, mate. Uh, before we get into the Newcastle rundown, of course, if you're liking what you're hearing, punters, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The more you do it, the bigger we can grow because the more it will recommend us to other people. And if you're watching on the YouTube, make sure to like, share and subscribe for the similar reasons. And a shout-out to our good friends over at Dabble, mate. Yeah, shout-out to them. They're changing the game of punting. Um, any bets we mentioned in this podcast, you can go onto our profile, one button, and you get in your bet slip, put your own prices on for whatever you want to put on as the stake. And, yeah, win with us, guys. Um, yeah, over 25,000 people following the Mock Sports on Dabble now. So if you want to download the app, use the code Mock Sports when signing up to let them know we sent you. And if you do so, make sure to gamble responsibly, set a deposit limit, think what you could be buying instead. And also just a quick shout-out to our friends at Stridal. We've seen all the rags to Rich's story with horses like Think About It, with horses like Pride of Jenny. Um, so you know you want to get involved and start owning horses it's as easy as heading to strata.com, going to the marketplace and sorting through the best available yearlings and the best available horses that are ready to go to the races because there's quite a few of them on there now. So head to strata.com to get shopping. All right, mate, we go to Newcastle for a pretty stock standard uh, hunter meet. Um, the weather will be fine. It's a good track currently, but there is five to ten mils expected over Thursday and Friday. So I think at worst we'll be in the soft five to soft six territory. Um, but of course, if it doesn't come down, we'll be pure good four. So be wary of that. Look for the horses that could be getting it done in the good or the soft. Rail in true position, every horse should get its chance bias-wise. We move to race one, 900 metres. The Max Lee's classic, mate. We're flying with the two-year-olds. We got Shangri-La Express last week. Almost all the two-year-old features we've been able to land. Let's land another one. Um, you likely won't see the Golden Slipper winner in this race. That's just what history tells us. But this race has produced a couple of nice types in Russian Revolution, who went on to be runner-up in a Magic Millions. And it also produced Cylinder last year, who's gone on to win multiple very, very strong races. So, you know, take of those notes as you will going forward. These horses probably won't be, you know, your early two-year-old types, but look at them going forward because they might win a few good races um, I'm going to side with Graham. His trials have been pleasing. Uh, he's just been trucking behind the leaders, just jogging. Hasn't been really let go by the jockeys. So it indicates to me that he's got a bit of an engine 
under the hood there. If he lets it go and, you know, he hasn't deceived us like one scampy has in the past, he could really get the job done here at $4.60. Um, could have run in the Golden Gift last week, but scratched looking at this race specifically. So I'll be with the Godolphin Graham here, $4.60 in the first at Newcastle. I'm on your other Godolphin horse here, mate, uh, the $9.50 F Haristo. I don't know how to say it. Um, <laughs> won its um, last trial at Hawkesbury pretty nicely. Um, and then Zach gets Zach Lloyd on board, who ran, um, who rode, sorry, Graham in the trials. So it, he's hopped off Graham to hop on F. Haristo. So it's a good yeah. sign for me, in my opinion. That's a great point. Head over to race two at the mile, benchmark 72. It's a tough race here, punters. I'd probably stay away personally. Two um, favourites at $3.30. Um, but I'm going to have to go with a bit more value here. I'm going with uh, Modern Millie, sorry. Uh, it took me a while to read that. $7 and $2.30 for a place. Last start came seventh at Rose Hill behind Sweet Mercy um, at the $16 mark. So obviously coming down in grade a little bit. Um, gets the extra 100 metres to hit the line pretty well. Um, and then get Zach Lloyd on again. So I'm going Zach Lloyd for the first two. Fair enough. I'm going to be on toes on the nose. A bit of a yucky price in a midway, I'd, like I said, betting-wise, I'd probably stay away from it. But if you're desperate, Toes on the Nose for me. Shout-out to the boys I met at Golden Eagle Day, the owners of Toes on the Nose that was kind enough to let us into the owners' section for the four pillars. Didn't get the win that day, but to be fair, it was never really a chance from that 18th barrier. But the fact that it was able to chip away and finish within, I think, two lengths of the winner in the end, considering it was five wide, no cover the whole way around, very impressive. So should get a better chance here. $3.30 the price. Probably staying away from it betting-wise, but that will be my top selection for the midway as we move to race three. And I am going to take a solid whack at the stumps here with I'm a True Star. I'm pretty sure that was your tip last week, Nick. I believe it ran really well, kicked on down the straight and finished within two lengths of the winner. So on the quick backup, the rise and distance should, should suit now. And considering his run... Jeez. He's run last week. I don't see why he's at a large price considering he finds an easy field and he drops in weight. So I'm a true star here at $23 to win and $5.50 to place in the highway. I'm on Leaker model here. Two wins on the trot, $20 and $5 for a place. Another value play here. Uh, two starts this prep, two wins. Uh, the maiden, the start in Armadale, and then one a class one in Maurice. It comes to the class three here in the highway. Um, going to be a bit more value as well. So we hit that. Um, we go to race four, the 1,400 metres of benchmark 78. Portray is your favourite at $3.10. And to be honest, I think it's the best one in the race, in my opinion. It's going to be my tip. It won last start. It's got great form behind Gringotts, who we, we've followed pretty well. Um, and yeah, it's going to be my tip for this one. I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Yeah, I'll be on Portray as well. Didn't quite win last start. I'll just correct you there. Led all the way and looked the winner until Gringotts jumped so, out sorry, of the Sorry, had form behind Gringotts yeah. is what I meant. Yeah, jumped out of the earth. Gringotts got over it by a lip. But, you know, that was a really strong run against a horse we have a high opinion of in Gringotts. And now she drops back to her own sex grade, only going against the girls here. So that'll suit her. Get Sydney's current top jockey on with Nash. $3, like you said, best horse in the race. Got to have some money on. We move to race five at the 1,850 metre mark. This is one of the more interesting races on the card, I would think. You've got... The boom import I'm in town who led all the way and got the job done pretty strongly on Golden Eagle Day at Rose Hill as the very short bottom weight favourite here. How, and I can't decide if I actually want to jump on at the price or not. So I think instead 
I'm going to regret it later. I'm going to stay away from it because you see a horse like Wineglass Bay at $9 compared to the $2.10 favourite, and I'm happy to take that each way. Wineglass Bay, consistent character. I've been on it countless times, and it's rarely out of the finish. Guaranteed to get this distance, which the favourite is not as well. So I think that that price and that distance factor sort of outweighs that $7 swing. So $9 to win, $2.40 to place each way on Wineglass Bay instead of the $2.10 favourite for me in the fifth. I hit the $2.10 favourite here, punters. I think it's the best horse. I think it's um, definitely looking nice for this one. Um, it's going to be my tip in this one. So Fair enough. Head over to the sixth here, mate. And this this race, I reckon, is one of the better races of the day, and I really like this race. 2,300 metres New Zealand bloodstock handicap. Wow. Okay, Canberra Legends, your favourite here at $4.60, punters. And I can't be with him personally. I think your value here is Stockman and Numerian. Um, at $5.50 and $7.50. I think those are the two that I can respect the bet on, but I'm going to have to settle with Stockman personally because he gets Nashville Wheeler on board. $7.50 is a bit better of a price to have. Been on this horse before. It's won before. Um, and yeah, I really like this horse. So Stockman for me. Yeah, it was absolutely storming home in the Rose Hill Gold Cup as well. Only finished 0.8 lengths off them um, and gets an extra 300 there. So I'm not surprised you're on him there, mate. But I'm happy to give Canberra Legend a second chance after he failed to fire in that Rose Hill Gold Cup. And I think he was my best bet on the day, and boy, did he fail miserably. But he's been left in the hands of Chris Waller, who is, of course, probably the best person possible that you could um, be given, um, giving a horse to. So, I don't know, he'll be hoping the rain does come uh, because he prefers to get his toe in, but I just think he's better than the locals. Happy to give him a second chance at $4.20 Canberra Legend. We move to race seven. I'm going to go with Dylan Gibbons, ridden Friedman train just in time. Gets a slight weight swing on the boys as she's one of the few girls to have a crack. She's won at this track before. She's ran really well down the Flemington straight last start. $7.50 to win. $2.50 is a fair price in my mind. Each way on just in time. Straight to the point for you punters. I'm on kind words. $12, $3.50. Sam Clipperton on board. Last one was pretty nice on the heavy track. So if we get a bit of rain here, punters, it's a good value so i'll go with that one um we skip the eighth for the tip off yes we um, go to race nine. Us nine 1600 meters here sweet mercy for me shout out to will mitchell who you know the rich get richer after he's won the uh Coward. all pillars midway with this horse i'm sh- oh, i can't believe i used his owner's tickets for bazooka and sweet mercy his other horse gets up so i missed out on my chance on being in the winner's room i'm ever gonna regret that but, I mean, very impressive win. Was able to get given a 10 out of 10 ride from Dylan Gibbons to get her through the gap and launch past them. Gibbons jumping off is a downer, but I can only imagine she'll improve with more room plus the bigger track and longer distance to get her gears going. $4.20 for Sweet Mercy. I'll take it for your Will Mitchell. I'll be on it as well, Will. You're a dickhead, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> Head over to the last here. Benchmark 94, 1,300 metres. I think I know who you're on here, mate. Uh, yep. Much, much better is our favourite $5.50, who you usually would be on, I would think. Yeah. So I I'll, 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 I'll cover. Um, I'll go with him here. Much, much better. I think he's probably the best horse in this race. So, um, yeah, most – yeah, one last start as well. Three kilo claim on The Apprentice. Um, gets the extra 100 metres from last week, should do well. Yeah, I'm I'm pissed off I wasn't on this horse last start. The one time in its career I haven't been on, and what happens, it gets up at $15. I'm so mad. But, yeah, Nick said everything, you know. He's a smart horse, can really rev his motor when they press the button. Anaropa gets three kilos off the back here. Um, it's first emergency 
for the hunter. So if someone scratches in the hunter, it'll go there. But I think hopefully it gets the start here instead because this is a much better chance for it. Um, like you said, $5.50 favourite currently, $2.15 to place each way. Much, much better. Definitely going to be my bet in the last. As we move to the tip-off, mate, and I have gained ground on you with Unspoken last week. I've come within two points of you, mate. It is neck and neck down to the line. We've got four races left. We've got the Hunter, the Thousand Guineas, the Sir Rupert Clark Stakes to discuss today. Next week, we finish with the Gong. Jeez, mate, this could be make or break. You could tear away from me. I could overlap you and tear away. Or we could end up neck and neck again going into the last race to determine punter of the spring. We'll go to the Hunter first. So your thoughts on the race and why? Race 8 at Newcastle. I'm real stuck on this, mate. I could be look, I look at this field and there's a lot of different chances here. Um, yeah, if it gets wet, Gravina will run well, my opinion. Don't know how wet it will get. I am me, unknown jockey on board, but definite good chance. King of Sparta, great horse. Marzu hasn't been as good as of late, but great horse, great career so far. Um, I could go on, mate. Rustic Steel, great horse, far too easy. I'm uh, Opal Ridge, like a, it's it's a it's a decent field for the hunter. Oh I, yeah, I great field, great field. These I, are the best of the best B graders you can yeah, get in this 100, country. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like this isn't this isn't your your big race, um, like your big big race. But this is a great local kind of field. If that oh, a hundred percent. Like yeah, the people up in Newcastle are getting spoilt for some of these horses to be able to be running around that track when they're usually seeing those midweek benchmark races to get. These are all solid group three and up horses. Like, you wouldn't see... And for half of them, you wouldn't, you know, sniff at them twice in a group one. They Like, you know, your Marzu, Everest place horse. You mm. know, you've got your Rustic Steel, won the gong last year. Far too easy. Kosciuszko place. Opal Ridge, fantastic horse. You could go on and on. Who have you sided with? Oh, fuck. I'm literally stuck here, mate. I usually would have been on IME, but the reports is she's going to the Rupert Clark Stakes yeah. instead. So I'm not going to jump on her because that's the report. And she doesn't have a jockey booked for the Hunter yet because they're so confident that they're going to head down to Melbourne. I'm going to hit... I'm going to hit... Um, I'm switching here last minute. I'm between... I'm going to go... Okay, I'm going to go King of Spider. I think interesting. Yeah, nine dollars, three dollars for a place. Didn't mind its run last start, eighth place, um, four lengths behind. I am me in that um, Sydney Stakes. Sydney on Everest Stakes day. on Everest Day, um, but gets the extra hundred meters. I think it'll do pretty well here. Um, I'm going to give it a chance, but there's a lot of lot of form here to go off. Is in my opinion, no one's really had a great prep. Like they've all kind of stuttered a little bit. None of them are... They've all been running into one better. Yeah. One better, two better. So when I look at this, this is why it was so hard to pick is all... Like, usually when you get a field, you might have one that's got really good form to read into and then that'll be the difference. But in this one, I'd say uh, most of these horses haven't won in this prep. Like, most yeah, of them... Yeah, you're right in saying that. There's and only then, a few so that have got, had to win this prep. And they're you and, 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 and most of them are pretty far back as well, apart from your IMEs, who he said was going to go elsewhere... So it is a bit harder to look into punters. That's why I've gone with King of Spider. You're going to have to forgive a run but for someone um, rather than later. And But I'm going to go with, yeah. Yeah, I'm forgiving a run. I'm forgiving Opal Ridge's last start behind Espiona where 
Dill just got it trapped on the fence and that happens in racing sometimes and it just ended up jogging the last little bit because it couldn't possibly get out. It, you know, very inconclusive, a perfect run to put a pen through and just say, yep, forgive, let's see what it can do next start. But because of that run, it's come out to $10 and $3.30 to place. I'm happy with that price considering I think it's best, can definitely win this and win it convincingly. This is a horse that I maintain, I don't think it would look out of place in like an Everest. So to get, you know, down to 53 kilos, 14th barrier, it should have no chance of getting stuck on the fence from the 14th barrier, should round them all up, hopefully, and get over the top of them late. $10 to win, $3.30 to place each way, Opal Ridge, and if it gets up, I'll happily jump over you in the tip-off. We move down to uh, Caulfield for the final two uh, East-based Group 1s for the year, and what a way to finish off with the 1,000 guineas and the Rupert Clark Stakes. We'll go through the 1,000 guineas first, and decent field. You know, people were worried by the fact that it was being moved this far late in the spring that it wouldn't attract a strong field. But, you know, you've got your Kamochis, your Curvalante, Skybird, Arctic Glamour, Jolly Star, you know, uh, all have been running really strongly throughout the spring and they all come to a head here competing for that Group 1. What are your thoughts on the race? I'm going Jolly Star here, punters. Um, again, another horse that hasn't had any success this prep has been beaten by one better every time. Uh, three starts this prep. And three in the uh, minor place. Sorry, the second place. Um, I reckon it's going to go one better. J-Max found a bit more form just before he goes over to Hong Kong. He's going to look nice. $7 and $2.40. Fair enough, mate. I'm going to be with Kamochi. Um, I, I struggle to see why she's at such a high price. I mentioned last week I have a futures bet on her and I'm going to stick with her here. Tropical Squall, Tis Invincible, Cylinder, Commemorative. This horse's form lines are stacked. And she's a horse that has always screamed 1,600 metres. Craig Williams booked. Gary Portelli is apparently very, very confident. $10 to win, $3.30 to place each way. I'm laughing if she gets up here. They say that hashtag Sydney form is the form to go off. And I think they'll be right again here with this horse. Hopefully she can get the chockies and the 1,000 guineas. As we move to the Rupert Clark Stakes, the send-off for Damien Oliver, the Melbourne send-off as he... Final time he'll be running a Group 1 in Melbourne before he goes over to that Perth Carnival to say goodbye for the final time. Uh, and again, fantastic field. I could have a play on just about half this field, mate. Like, as you look through it, your Valana, I am me, straight Acer, who's gone midway to Group 1 caliber horse out of nowhere. You know, a few months ago, you'd laugh at a horse like this being in this race, but not anymore after a fantastic run, finishing less than a couple of lengths behind Obam in the Golden Eagle. Um, Skew Whiff got up fantastic during Cup Week, $19, my God. Ayrton, who's five from five at um, the track. You know, Zutori, Buffalo River, Chain of Lightning, Magic Time, your favourite, Munamek. Again, could go on and on with this field. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going Ayrton. I'm not surprised. You love a bit of Ayrton. Love Ayrton. Um, I've had a black book since 2020. Um, great run at Caulfield Boxing Day 2020. $14, $4.20, like you said. Five runs at the track, five wins. Four runs at the track and distance, four wins. It's going to be absolutely perfect. Um, it's meant to be dried over in um, Melbourne this weekend. Um, and that's so it's, crucial. It's going to be crucial as well because if it's a good track, then it will run well. If it gets any rain, so you, you're better off scratching him. So um, it's going to be Ayrton for me, and I reckon I'm, I'm pretty confident on that. Mate. Pretty confident, mate. Pretty confident on the $14 Ayrton. Well, yep. I'd, I'd, he's a Caulfield specialist, so I'm not surprised. Um I'm going to spec I am me. The reason being, she could have very easily gone to the Hunter, and I think she would have won the Hunter if she went. Um, but 
They must be confident that she can get out the 1,400 metres here by bringing her here instead. Blake Shin booked, which shows me even more confidence in it. They clearly have the intent to come here and win by coming here instead of the Hunter and booking Victoria's top jockey. Um, if she can get the trip, she's a huge chance. Considering her form lines in the spring have been around Bella Nipatina, Espiona, Imperatriz, I know that they're all usually sprinters at heart, except for Espiona, who we know gets this trip more than the sprint, and she was fantastic in the champion's sprint last week behind Imperatriz. So winning form galore. Can I think this could probably, considering that, could be maybe a drop in grade for her, as she's been used to A graders this prep, and she drops to the B graders. Um $8.50 to win, $2.90 to place. I believe wholeheartedly she's worth an each-way play at that price. I am me in the Rupert Clark stakes Fair for Cashy. Uh, we move to around the grounds, mate. I'll run through them quickly because I've actually found quite a few. Caulfield Race 1, you've got Dunkel. Um, he's one of my favourite horses going around, especially after he got up at huge odds for the punters uh, that follow us in the SA Derby. Um, I think he will come here with intent to win and win strongly at $3.30. I'm all over him. Uh, race four, I'm going to go commemorative. Uh, after she failed to see out the 1,400 metres, they cancelled that 1,000 guineas campaign and just decided to go here with the stock standard race uh, back at the sprints. Uh, if she lives up to her potential, she can definitely win here at $2.80. In the last at Caulfield, $2.90, I'll be taking She Dances, just absolutely flying this prep, dominating everyone in her path. She can do it again. And I'll go up to Queensland at Sunshine Coast. I've got two black bookers that have always done me well, so I can't not back them here. Shooting for gold in the ninth at $11 to win $3.50 place and Defiant Spirit in the last at $3.80. I expect strong showings from both of them. Mate, have you found anything around the country? I've got one. I've got Arkansas Kid, $2.60 at Caulfield Race 6. Form behind Osmosis, your boy. Great to go off. Um, can't complain here. I think you'll win this race. That'll be me. Fair enough, mate. As we'll go through the quaddy quickly, um, we've got... Let me just get up. We've got Just In Time. We've Influential, Kintyre, and Invinci- Invincible Spy. Race 8, we have Marzu, Opal Ridge, King of Sparta, and Rustic Steel. Race 9, Sweet Mercy, Man Behind the Money, Rogue Bear, and the Hungarian. Race 10, Much, Much Better, Capo Strata, Ida, and Cabling. $50 gets you 19.5%. Thank you, mate, for saving me for tripping over my words for five minutes. Uh, best bet around the country. If you could have money on any horse, who would it be and why, Nick? I'm on portray as my best of the day, $3.10. Um, yeah, great form to go off behind Gringotts. Um, I reckon it'll be my best of the day. Fair enough, mate. I'm going to go Dunkel in the first. I'm not going to wait around for my best bet this Saturday. I just think he's, the Paddy Payne boy is a class above them. His trials have been good. The fact that they've kept him on ice, they could have trotted him out in spring, and I think he would have won some really strong races, but they've decided to give him an easy spring to focus more on 2024. First up, 1,850 metres, he'll come out here and I think he'll win and win convincingly at, um, convincingly, convincingly at $3.30. That'll be my best bet around the country. And apart from that, mate, anything to say to the punters? Best of luck this weekend as it's coming to the end of the uh, season. Yeah, um, one more episode next week. So make sure to join us wherever it is that you are listening or watch us because it's been a great season so far, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been good. We've had a lot of success, a lot of... um help from others as well thank you to dabble thank you to stridle and um hopefully we can make some more deals to help bring you some more stuff i know we've got some stuff cooking behind the scenes at the moment for some um off-field kind of content but um yeah hopefully we can get some stuff so just give us a, a like and a rating and that'll help us out as much as we can um if you want to give us any feedback by all means send us a dm send us a message 
Um, other than that, punters, gamble responsibly, do what you can, set a deposit limit, and yeah, good luck on the weekend. 100%. See you, punters. Oh, Crohn's getting-